listening to airjesus.com and the online word.com. This message is number 5322. That's 5322 by Nathaniel Bronner. And now for the message. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And today I'm going to have to move very quick. Because today concludes the series of sermons called Tools for Climbing the Mountains of Life. And all of us at one time or another, we have these mountains that we have to deal with in one form or in one area. And often in life, we have not just a mountain, we have a whole mountain range. And for those of you that have ever traversed through any type of mountains, mountains rarely occur in singularities. Mountains are usually a part of a whole ridge of mountains, and there's one right behind the other. And today, I want to give you the greatest mountain mover of them all. Open your Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 11, beginning at verse 22. The greatest mountain mover of them all. And there are tools that we have discussed in this series, beginning with shoes and beginning with harnesses and with chalk and with maps and and even with the illustration of the rope. And we've talked about varying tools that will help us to climb the mountains of life. But today in this final sermon, I want to give you the, the greatest of the tools that you can use in your journey over and through the mountains of life. And in Mark chapter 11, the 22nd to the 24th verse, Jesus actually gives us the greatest tool for dealing with mountains. And he says in these verses, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And Jesus gave you a key to the greatest mountain mover of them all. Jesus didn't just tell you how to get over the mountain or how to get through the mountain or how to get around the mountain. Jesus told you how to move the mountain. And we can grab a hold to the key of what Jesus was giving. He'll he'll be able to show us and we'll be able to truly move some of the mountains that we have in our life. First thing he says is have faith in God. And if you have faith in God and if you understand just a glimpse of who God is and who you are in Christ, if you can just understand a glimpse of that, You'll understand that you have the person, you have the entity, you have the being who created the mountains on your side. So if God put the mountains there, surely he can move any mountain that you've got. When you understand that God owns and controls everything, then you'll understand that he has all power to do anything in your life. So first Jesus says, have faith in God. Then he says, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. We've 
got to learn how to talk to the problem, not about the problem. Unfortunately, most of us, we're talking about the mountain. Ooh, these gas prices sure are high. See, you're stating an obvious fact that, as my father used to say, any fool can see that. See, see we're talking about the problem, and too many of us, all we do is talk about our problems. We talk about the problem. Jesus didn't say talk about the mountain. Yeah, you can see what's wrong in your life. Yeah, you can see what issues you've got. Yes, you can see what problems you're dealing with. Anybody can see that. He said, don't talk about the mountain. Talk to the mountain. Tell that mountain where to go. And see, if we can learn that, my father again, my earthly father, he always told the story of when he was growing up in the country and, and, and when he would walk down the street and, and his daddy would tell him the story. And, and, and he said as he would walk down the country dirt road, there would be people sitting on the chair, on the porch, in the rocking chair, just rocking back and forth. And, and as people would walk by, they would holler out, wonder what Roosevelt going to do. <laughs> and, it, and it became the mentality, and it was my father illustration of the type of mentality that all they did was talk about the problem. Wonder what the president going to do. Wonder what the government going to do. And all we do is talk about the problem. Get off the porch and do something about the problem. See, see, until we learn, and there will always be those who will simply, I preached a sermon about that called Get Off the Porch. There will always be those who will simply be there on the porch, rocking back and forth, going back and forth, and never moving anywhere. And all they're doing is talking about, wonder what somebody else going to do. Wonder about my problems. Talking about, Jesus says, talk to the mountain. And when we learn how to talk to the mountain, if, if you got some issues with the president, first thing you need to do is go out and vote. You, the, the, the greatest number and the highest percent of people who got problems with the president didn't even vote. So voting is a manner of expression of voice. The folk got the biggest problem, don't even vote. So first thing you need to do is talk to the president. And do you know, even though we have some politicians, and I hope all of the politicians are wholesome and good, but we got some politicians, and to be honest about it, crooked. Crooked, corrupt. They're all kind of dirt up there. But the thing about it, even they listen to your voice when you vote. And if you're silent and if you don't write the president a letter, he may get a thousand letters a day. But right, you know, if, he's, if they pile in there, they'll start listening. So don't just talk about the problem. Talk to the problem. So we learn how to... To, to get off the porch, the next thing Jesus said, he said, Say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, Be specific. <laughs> See, Jesus told the mountain what to do and where to go. And, and sometimes you've got to learn how to be specific with the issues and the mountains that you have in life. Because if you just tell the mountain to move and don't tell it where to go, the mountain may move and fall on you. <laughs> do, you do you understand that? See, that's, that's the error that some of you can tell the mountain move. And the mountain moves, lifts up, and falls right on us because you didn't tell the mountain where to go. 
So you've got to learn how to be specific in life. And when you learn how to be specific, there, there's something about the universe. The, the angels will hear. And, and they will gather around and they listen and hearken unto your voice. So you learn how to speak to the mountain, be specific to the mountain, tell the mountain what to do, tell the mountain where to go. And you'll be surprised. What a change this will start making into your world when we begin to speak with power and we begin to speak with specificity. And Jesus said, basically, if you don't doubt it in your heart and shall not doubt in his heart. Do you know when you believe something and when you really believe it and when you vocalize it and when you speak it, there is a vibration that goes with that thing that people can feel. And people can feel when you believe something and when you're faking it. There's something about belief. First of all, belief changes you. And and when you believe it, number one, you won't expect anything else. You walk right up to the mountain, tell the mountain, get out of my way and go drop into that sea. And you're sitting there waiting on the mountain. And the mountain, see the mountain, when, when you really believe stuff, there's something about it that people and, and things will be able to feel and to vibrate through. And they will begin to tremble and they will begin to shake because you believe it. Belief is a powerful thing. Belief will change your body. Belief will make you sick or well. Belief is a powerful thing. And if you believe it and shall not doubt in your heart, Jesus said, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. You got to believe the things that you're talking about are going to happen. Don't leave any room for doubt. You believe. See, see the things that, that, that I have spoken over my life and the things that I have been prophesied, I believe that stuff is going to happen. Now, I don't often have a timetable because I've learned sometimes that, that you can't put a timetable on God. Sometimes you need to put a timetable, but there's some things that we don't need to put a timetable. And I've always been like that. When I was young, I said, I'm going to be married by 25 years old. I was headed on that path. I was engaged. I was set to be married at 25. Problem was, I was marrying the wrong woman. So, so see, I, I learned that sometimes you just can't set a time frame on everything. And I had to change my, my wording on that thing. So I'm going to believe I'm going to get the woman that God ordained and destined for me in the proper time when I'm ready for it. So, so you have to learn how to speak with specificity, but sometimes you just might not be able to put a time frame because God can't send it to you until you're ready. And oftentimes, it's not to turn to the person and tell them, it's not that God doesn't have the stuff. You're just not ready for the stuff yet. So, so God has to wait until you're ready for the stuff before he can even send it. But the things that are, are destined, we have to begin preparing for. We have to start speaking. It's like God told me, he said, and I've heard prophet after prophet tell us we're going to outgrow this place. We're going to move. God said, you're going to have to build something six times bigger. That's 4,200 seats. Now, now, how in the world can I see 4,200 seats from where we are right now? I can't see it, but I believe it and I know it. So we begin mentally to speak. And to, and to prepare for it, there ain't no particular hurry for it because I ain't ready for it right now. That's first thing. So, so we've got to be prepared for some things, to see it and to believe it and to know that it's coming. And, and there are some things right now, the ground is being broken up for it right now because you speak it and because you believe it and because you know it. And everything in my life 
that God has spoken and that I have truly believed in one has always come to pass. Exactly as I planned and oftentimes even better than I planned. So I know it. I, I, I've seen the experience of it. I know this stuff is real and I know this stuff works. And he said he shall have whatsoever he says. Turn to the person next to you again. Ask him, what are you talking about? So he shall have whatever he saith. I can automatically tell what a person is going to get. And all I have to do is just listen to them for a few minutes. And you can automatically tell what's coming into their world. Some people, when you listen to them, it's just down and down and down. There's no doubt in my mind what's coming in their world. Because Jesus said, you're going to have whatever you say it. And see, that thing works good or bad. When you, when you call negative stuff in, in, in your life, that thing works in the negative just like it does in the positive. You shall have whatever you say it. And see, what you say is what's down in you. So whatever is in you, sooner or later, it starts coming out on your lips. And you'll be able to listen to a person, to the words of their mouth, and you will know where they are headed just by the words of their mouths. Jesus said they shall have what he said. He said three times. And then he said three times about the belief, whatever's in your heart. So you've got to believe it and you've got to say it. And if you believe it and you say it, that's the greatest mountain mover in the world. You don't even have to climb the mountain. You just move the mountain out of the way. And people, this is a powerful principle. A, a few weeks ago, and I believe it was the sermon that I was dealing with, the map of making a plan. And in the middle of my sermon, I stopped. And I asked Adriana to come up and, and just give one of her testimonies. I had never done that before. Let me tell you the reason of why I did that. I kept hearing God speak to me as I was preaching. Let her come up and give a testimony. And I still kept preaching. I never, I've never done that before. You know, some, sometimes stuff is unusual. But, but I kept hearing it. It got stronger and stronger and stronger. I wasn't even able to preach because I was hearing it so strong. And she came up and she gave a testimony of how she was in a grocery store and how she needed a, a friend of hers needed a bass player. She had to get some, and how she started calling. She started speaking and the thing materialized. Well, let me tell you what happened after that. The next Sunday, Vicky, who's sitting back there in the back now, she came up to me and she said, Pastor, Mark, she said, I just got to tell you what happened to me. She said, after I heard that lady's testimony, I just started just to try this to see if it would work. She said, in the past week, I have had seven miracles that have happened to me. She said, she said I just didn't even realize it was just so easy. She said, I just started, I started speaking this stuff, and I started to see the stuff manifesting in my life. Now, now the thing about it, when, when, when Adriana made the testimony... And I don't know whether someone else grabbed it or not, but I know one person grabbed it. But I do know more than one person needed to grab it. Now, one thing I do know about Vicky is this. She was hungry. I know her from a, from a long ways back, and I know she's a single mother with children. I know she's gone through a whole lot. And sometimes when you're hungry, when you've gone through something, when you can't see a logical way out, you know, it, it becomes... A straw, but if you sometimes God will feed you through a straw. And when you're hungry, you're grasping for something more than someone else who's full. Cause see, a full dog don't run. 
But when you are hungry, there's something about the hunger. Vicky, if you don't mind, I want you to come up here in just about a couple of minutes. Just, 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 just tell them what some of the stuff, you got to do it real quick, but just come up and just tell them some of the stuff that you told me so, so that you hear it. And people, I, this stuff is real. If you can believe it in your heart and speak it out through your lips and, and, and change some things in your life, some things will begin manifesting in your world. Hallelujah. He's telling the truth. I, um, I was here that Sunday, and she stood here, and she talked about what happened to her in the store. And as I was sitting there, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this. So when I got home that week, I had things that were going on. Number one, my gas was off, and it got real, real cold. And I have two children that are asthmatics. One is on a uh, CPAP machine. And I just woke up and I said, somebody's going to give me gas today. I said, and I'm not going, because I had called a company and they told me I needed a $150 deposit, which I didn't have. And so I woke up that morning and I said, I'm, somebody's going to give me gas today and I'm not going to pay a deposit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, Tell that mountain, where'd it go? <laughs> yes, I did. And the phone rang and it was my father. And he said, Vicki, he said, call Community Affairs. He said, and tell them your situation. Tell them your problem, and somebody will help you. So I did just that. And in my mind, I said, this is the manifestation. My father called me out of nowhere and just said, do this, after I had told the mountain where to go. And uh, sure enough, I dialed the number. The lady answered, and I told her the situation. She said, I'm going to call you back. No, she said, someone from Scanner is going to call you. If they don't call you in 24 hours, she said, you call me back. I sat there one hour after we hung up. The phone rang. It was the lady from Scan. She said, Miss McKiss, we just want to know what time we can come out and turn your gas on. Just like that. Amen. It's the truth. I kid you not. And um, after that, I had went to the doctors. I had some tests done. And I said to myself on the way to the doctor, I, it, it was so good with Scan, I said, okay, I got to keep trying this. <laughs> so I went to the doctors, and I was waiting for some test results. And I was a little nervous at first, then something said, no, no, no fear. God has not given me the spirit of fear. So I said, my test going to be fine. Ain't nothing going to be wrong with me. I went in for my physical. The doctor talked to me and everything. Everything was going great. Then she never mentioned the test. So then I was sitting there. I got ready to leave. And she said, oh, Miss McKissick. She said, by the way, all oh, your tests were great. She said, your cholesterol, it was wonderful. <laughs> there it was again. I got ready to go. I had to catch the bus. I didn't want to catch the bus. I said, man, I don't want to catch this bus. Then I said, well, something that you know you got to catch the bus. So I said, okay, I'm going to go catch the bus. It was a little doubt in between. But I went on, and as I was going to the bus, I said, I hope my bus will be there. I said, that bus need to be there. When I turned the corner, my bus was sitting there. Then when I, the bus was full, and I was getting ready to get on, and I didn't feel like standing. And I said, somebody going to give me a seat. <laughs> so when I got on the bus, I stepped around to grab the thing to hold on, and a young man, as young as these guys sitting up here, stood up immediately and said, Miss McKiss, he, no, he said, lady, you can sit right here. Just like that. So it works, and it's so much more. But it works. It really does. Just believe, call it, and it happens. Amen. And so much more. 
And she really had, she really had some serious testimonies that were unbelievable. And she, she got like three or four more of them that just had my mouth dropping open when I, as I listened to them. But it's real, people. When we learn how to speak in the affirmative, we call things in and out of our lives. And I'm going to ask Adriana to come up again and give another one of her testimonies. Got it? Let's do it quick. But it's because she gave me three of them that day at the picnic. She gave one on that day. So you choose between which of the other ones. She had the P-Funk testimony and then she had the SUV testimony. But, but this is the part. People, I want you to grab it this time. And I want more than just Vicky to put this into practice. If you begin speaking that which should be into your life, you call stuff in and you call stuff out. Jesus said, speak unto the mountain and tell it, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. So I want you to grab it. Listen to her testimony again. Again, I hear God speaking on it. So just just, just listen and put this stuff into practice. You got about three minutes to give a, a quick one and even wrap up. Okay. Well, good morning. I was in prayer about what to do with my life, and I was asking God, please send me a sign. And he does. He sends a sign to tap. Yet sometimes they're taps, and sometimes they're bricks. But he sends signs. So that particular time in my life, I was praying, please, for a sign. So I entered a radio contest, and I was one of 101 people qualified to win a vehicle. I went down there. I checked in. I was 55 of only 63 people who came. But okay. So they gave us raffle tickets when we got there. And as I was staying there, I saw a lady in the distance. And something spoke to me that one of these tickets was going to get win, and I should give it to her. So I did. The raffle happened, and of course she won something. She went crazy. She thanked me and told me she would pray for me to win the vehicle, and I was very appreciative of that. And as I was standing there, I do believe we should ask God for what we want. But as I looked, I saw an elderly couple who were also trying to win the vehicle, and I thought, one day I'm going to be there, and I know it's going to be tough to be on a fixed income. I wish it for them. And then I saw a young family with little children, and I've been there too, and I'm a single parent, and I thought, well, I wish it for them. So I couldn't really ask God for it, but what I could promise is that whoever would win the vehicle, I would be equally grateful and happy about it. Well, we went to the back of the vehicle. I was the 55th one, and we picked those squeeze bottles. And I promise you, one of those bottles was saying, pick me, pick me. And I thought, I'm hearing that bottle talk. And there's a part of me that's got, I'm hearing that bottle talk. And I'm surprised that no one else is picking that bottle. But I pick it, I stand back in the line, we open it, and I have a keychain in my vehicle. In my bottle, excuse me. I'm one of five people who got one of those dealership key tags. So now I'm thinking, okay. Well, they put us in numerical order, and I'm the fifth one because I have the highest number, and the other four people get to pick. And then the DJ comes to me because they're doing this remote broadcast, and he says, well, he says, you don't get to pick your key. And I said, that's okay. God's going to pick my key. And the other four people were kind enough to pick the key that didn't start the vehicle, and mine started the vehicle. <laughs> well... <laughs> That's not the best part of the story. The best part of the story is that God always answers our prayers. He always answers our prayers. I wasn't praying for a vehicle. I was praying for an answer. And the vehicle that I won was a trailblazer. <laughs> I'm not sure what trail I'm supposed to blaze. Now, can I take one more minute? Did you get my message about the bottle? Yes. Last weekend, I went to the beach, and I missed you all terribly. But while I was there, we were on a boat. We went on one of the islands that we saw, and I stepped off. And as I stepped off, I said, Lord, please send me a nice souvenir of my trip here. 
So I was thinking a message in a bottle would be nice, right? I step onto the sand and I see a green bottle with mustard written on the side of it. And I thought, how odd. I don't remember mustard ever coming in those kind of bottles. And I turned it over and I saw U.S. Navy. And the friend that I was with was on the, in the Navy in the Vietnam War. So I picked it up and we kind of pondered over it. I threw it in my bag. When I came home, I entered it this past week in a search engine. And I found out by a strange variety of circumstances that this bottle came off of a ship. It was built in January and sunk on December the 12th of 1862 during the Civil War. <laughs> it's 144 years old. I don't care how much it's worth, but what I'm telling you is if you speak it, if you think it, if you believe it, call it forth. You manifest, we manifest co-creators in our lives with him. And he's standing waiting for us to claim it. Call it, speak it, claim it, and be blessed in it. Amen, amen. So whether you have to speak your gas on, whether you have to speak a new car, whatever you have to speak into your life, start speaking it, start believing it in your heart. She won a car, but she wanted, first of all, for other people to have. And God blessed her. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all other things will be added unto you. If you need to hear this message again, simply go to airjesus.com. This is message number 5322. Or if you'd like to email it to a friend, you can email it from airjesus.com absolutely free. Message number 5322. This is the final message in the Tools for Climbing the Mountains of Life series. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, and amen. And, and I just want you to, I mean, think of what you really want out of life. The higher your spirit goes, the less material it will get. The higher your spirit goes, the less material it will get. The higher your spirit goes, the more you will think of things that will bless others. What do you want? And you need to start speaking and believing. And when you do, you will start seeing the manifestation from the greatest mountain mover in the world. This ends message number 5322 by Nathaniel Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 5322 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 5322. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.